The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Welcome to the New England Society of Geeks podcast. I am your host, Derek, and this is going to be the start of something new that I will be calling The Week in Geek Review. And uh, basically what I'm planning to do is take a look at some of the top headlines and stories in the Geekverse uh, in the course of the previous week. and commenting on them and just giving you little updates on what's going on uh i know not everybody is up to speed on everything so hopefully i will be giving you some good information or at least something cool that you didn't know about each week so i guess uh let us begin shall we Our first story comes from the MCU and Marvel Studios, and that is involving the upcoming Thunderbolts movie that was announced. Now, I, for one, am very excited about the Thunderbolts movie, and um, I I have some hopes for it, and I don't know if those will come true, but we will see. But right now, there's a rumor that could put the kibosh on one of my hopes uh and that rumor is that florence Pugh's black widow will be leading the thunderbolts uh, of course the character florence Pugh's character was introduced in the black widow movie from 2021 and she is the sister of black widow and of course now that Black Widow has passed in the Marvel Universe, she kind of, well, she had a vendetta against Hawkeye, who she thought killed Natalie, but tune in to the Hawkeye series if you haven't to find out what happened with that. Now, I I love Florence Pugh's character. I think she was probably the best part of the entire Black Widow movie, uh, and I was happy to see her come back in Hawkeye. So I don't have a problem with the character. Um, I'd love to see her on the Thunderbolts. But in my mind, if you're going to do the Thunderbolts and you have Baron Zemo, Baron Zemo needs to take on the role of Citizen V and be in charge of the Thunderbolts. That is how the original Thunderbolts came about. And the big surprise was that these Thunderbolts were actually villains and they were being led by Citizen V, a.k.a. Baron Zemo. You don't even, you don't have to introduce Baron Zemo. He's already a part of the MCU. He should be leading the Thunderbolts, in my opinion. Will that happen? Only time will tell. Let's move on. (laughs) 
In keeping with the MCU, uh, it looks like Henry Cavill has been cast for a currently undisclosed role in season two of Loki. So there you go. The man, the Superman himself is uh, jumping universes and coming over to the MCU. What character could he be playing? Well, some people are assuming he could be playing the character of Hyperion. Uh, from the Squadron Supreme. There are rumors he could be playing the Sentry. Uh, I, personally, um, after speaking with my co-host on the Keepers of the Fringe podcast, which, if you haven't checked that out, I highly recommend that you do. Um, my co-host Chris came up with the idea of Henry Cavill playing Wonder Man in the upcoming Wonder Man series. Of course... You know, we all know that there was a quick movie poster sighting in one of the Guardians of the Galaxies movies where Wonder Man was being played by Nathan Fillion. Whereas I do love Nathan Fillion. I think he would be good in the role, certainly. Uh, For my mind, I would love to see Henry Cavill as Wonder Man. But I have a feeling that will not be happening so hyperion or the sentry could also be good but then it's sticking him in a a superman-esque role and i mean you know we've seen him do that i still think he could do an excellent superman Uh, i like him as superman given a good script and a good actual good superman movie or justice league movie i think he would be great Uh, I still want to see him as a good Superman, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here with Loki Season 2. No word on, no other information available on that at the moment. So, we will move along. Netflix. Netflix. Love them or hate them. Say what you will about Netflix. One thing Netflix has been doing well is their focus on anime. Uh, They made a pledge several years ago that they were going to invest in anime. And they've come out with some really interesting and good original animes, as well as showing some other animes um, from Japan. Some well-known anime. Uh, But now, they've announced a major new anime deal with Nippon TV uh, at a press press release recently. Uh, They talked about their deal, and it looks like they're going to be bringing, to start with at least, 13 titles to the Netflix catalog. And that does include... um, Movies such as movies and series such as uh, Berserk from 1997, Monster Nana, and and a host of others, including Hunter X Hunter, or maybe that's Hunter by Hunter. I don't know. I'm I'm sadly not an anime expert, uh, but now maybe I can start to become one. My sister would know, but she's in England, so that doesn't help. I says. Um, anyway, that's from 2011. Uh, then there's Oren High School Host Club 
Claymore, Death Note, Death Note Relight 1, um, which is also Death Note Relight Visions of a God, Death Note Relight 2, uh, L's successors, From Me to You, From Me to You, second season, 1997's Berserk, uh, Parasite, The Maxim, uh, Nana, Hajima no Ipa, The Fighting, and Monster. And I'm sure I messed some of those up, to which I do apologize to anime fans. The important note is, um, if you're an anime fan, you'll probably know these better than I do. And it sounds like an exciting time to be an anime fan and Netflix watcher, uh, as Netflix is definitely focusing more and more on anime. Good job, Netflix. Good job. All right, let's move on. (laughs) To our next story, which is that, speaking of Netflix, uh, Netflix is doing Beverly Hills Cop 4, and they have actually begun production. Uh, This has been in the works for many years, and there have been all kinds of problems uh, with directors moving on and uh, production starting, then not starting, um, and other such issues. But it looks like now we officially have uh, the beginning of production for Beverly Hills Cop 4. And they've also cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Taylor Page in the movie as well. Now, my question is, do we need this? I mean, I love Beverly Hills Cop 1, Beverly Hills Cop 2 is good, Beverly Hills Cop 3, not so great. Is it Is it way past time for Eddie Murphy to play Axel Foley? I mean, is it, is this, I don't know. I don't know what this, I don't know. Will it be as good? I don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Or could this be the comeback of Eddie Murphy? (laughs) Who uh, hasn't had a big movie in in a while. Um, You know, there was Coming to America 2, which was eh, okay, not bad. Um, Honestly, I think Wesley Snipes was the uh, best part of that movie. (laughs) Uh, So if you haven't seen seen that movie, it's worth checking out just for Wesley Snipes alone. So, I don't know, is there a point in doing Beverly Hills Cop 4? I guess uh, we'll have to let the fans decide. But in the meantime... Let's move on. Back to the MCU, where it has been determined that uh, in the previously mentioned series, Wonder Man, which I talked about a few minutes ago, um, it looks like Ben Kingsley will be returning to reprise his role as Trevor Slattery, the actor who impersonated the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 and was also in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like he's going to be coming back. Um, so, 
Simon Williams, who is Wonder Man, is uh, his day job is an actor and stunt performer, so there could be some ties to Trevor in that. We could see him come back in that way. Um, as I said, James Gunn had put a poster up that you saw briefly in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that had Nathan Fillion uh, playing Wonder Man. I still would like to see Henry Cavill do it, but that's okay. Um, and Nathan Fillion also voiced the character of Modoc in an animated series. So that's interesting. But back to Trevor uh, and Ben Kingsley. Uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, who directed and wrote Shang-Chi, is an executive producer and co-creator of the Wonder Man series. So it's a good bet that we will see Ben Kingsley's character return. Um, according to Variety, Ben Kingsley's character will play a major role in the series, although we do not know exactly what that role will be. Hmm. Uh, the tone of the series is expected to be a little outside the box, with sources describing it as a satire of show business. Interesting. Hmm. I know how I feel about that. But if you... If you liked Ben Kingsley's character, Trevor, uh, then I'm sure you'll be happy about this. If you did not like the character, then, uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I personally am kind of indifferent to the character. I neither hate nor love him. I'm just kind of like, eh, he's, he's okay. Sometimes he's entertaining. I, I love Ben Kingsley, so, eh, I'm okay with it. Whatever. Uh, no, currently... No current release date for the Wonder Man series that I am aware of. So you know what that means. It's time to move on. So speaking of the MCU, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that has happened in the MCU since the beginning, um, back in 2008. Uh, a lot of things, including a lot of characters, uh, a lot of uh, universes, and uh, a bit of time traveling and everything. So, and even a five-year jump from Infinity War to Endgame, uh, and a lot of a lot of things have happened. So, the timeline for the MCU can get a little confusing at times. But worry not, friends, because uh it has been announced it has been announced sort of, I guess not officially announced, but anyway, the <laughs> the the writer of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, uh Jessica Gao recently recently revealed uh that there is a person at the studio whose job it is to Specifically, look after the franchise's timeline, making sure everything falls into line. And regarding She-Hulk, uh, the writer also said that it's definitely post-Endgame. And she did mention there was a Marvel person whose job it is to trace the timeline of everything. 
Now, that's got to be an interesting job, I think. <laughs> and they had to check in with him a lot about whether the timing, excuse me, where the timing of the show is and everything they wanted to do. So we know for sure that the show is a few years after Endgame, but we do not know exactly where. But I think it's uh, it's it's a good thing to know that there is somebody keeping track of everything. So uh, there should hopefully not be any issues with when things happen or things occurring when they shouldn't or any of that. So that's good to know. And... That means, on our timeline, <laughs> it's time to move on. <laughs> to our final story, which moves over to uh, Warner Brothers. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to anything that's been going on at Warner Brothers, but oi, what a mess. Ever since they merged with Discovery, <sighs> things have been happening shows have been canceled it just the batgirl movie is now no longer being released shazam and aquaman 2 got pushed back and just it i it seems like they're making a mess of things but you know we we don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes but the optics of it are n- not good <laughs> and this recent bit of news is also something that is perhaps not good for Warner Brothers, at least. And that is that Legendary Entertainment, uh, who any movie buffs will be familiar with, uh, they are reportedly considering they are leaving Warner Brothers because their deal with Warner Brothers has, Warner Brothers has ended. And they are actually now considering making a partnership with a new studio. And a couple of the studios that are in the running are Sony Pictures and Paramount Pictures. And it looks like Sony might be in the in the front of the line for that. So Legendary Pictures could be moving on to Sony Pictures. And it is because of the recent Warner Brothers Discovery merger uh, that they have decided to move on. And also because of the projects that are being canceled and everything. And, and oh, and did I forget to mention, it looks like the CW is being sold. Uh, and just about every Arrowverse show has been canceled. Um, so yeah, Legendary is getting out while the getting's good. And I don't blame them. I'm actually a little concerned about what's going on with Warner Brothers and how it's going to affect um, HBO Max and other things. So we'll have to uh, stay tuned to that to find out more. And, you know, um, keep listening to The Week in Geek from the New England Society of Geeks podcast for any updates that come out about that. And on that note, we will move on. And that's actually it for our main stories on this episode. So now I'd like to end the episode with a fun little fact for all of you. And I think for this fact, 
I'm going to go to an article called 40 Scientific Facts Behind Comic Book Characters, since we focused a lot on comic book characters in this episode. So, so this fun fact is about Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four and his stretching ability. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, of course, is um, from Marvel Comics. And the real science behind the character is synthetic fibers. Uh, so, Mr. Fantastic, of course, is one of the smartest uh, scientific minds in Marvel Comics. Um, he, quick recap of his origin, he and his wife are... I don't, I don't know if they were married at the time. I, no, they weren't. That's right, because there was a big wedding, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, his girlfriend, her brother, and their friend, uh, Ben Grimm, all went out to space and were hit with cosmic radiation, which gave them all powers, including Reed Richards' ability to stretch at great lengths and do so in a controlled way. So he can also change his shape. Um, he can stretch out as far as he wants. I don't know if he has a limit, actually. I wonder about that. Hmm. And he can always return back to his original form. And what's interesting is there are products on the market nowadays that can stretch great lengths and return to their original shape on the market, such as <laughs> Stretch Armstrong <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> um. Those that do that all use a form of synthetic fiber. So to have Reed Richards be able to do his powers, um, which also can include being squished down without inner organs being affected, um, in real life, if he had that power, he would likely only stretch out, but he would not be able to return to his original form, which that would not be good. <laughs> Oh, and here's another fun fact about it. Forms of stretching bodies were used as torture centuries ago. Oh, boy. Uh, however, there would be no way to make your entire body synthetic. So, there you go. Reed Richards. Some basis in science, scientific reality, but ultimately, uh, he goes beyond scientific reality. Which is why we love the comics. All right, well, there you have it. That is the end of the Week in Geek for the week ending Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. I hope that you were able to find some enjoyment or something interesting in this episode. Um, again, it was the first episode, so any anything that... Uh, didn't quite work i'll be able to work on for future episodes uh think of this as the pilot of the week in geek <laughs> so in the meantime i thank you all for listening i really really do appreciate it and uh until next time just remember kids no news is good good news with gary remember that one Good night, everybody. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. <laughs> <laughs>